Well, I'll focus on our fir- our gospel today. Uh, we see Jesus' confrontation with the devil and uh, with a particular, with an unclean spirit, with a, with a demon here uh, who was actually possessing a man. And uh, we see the absolute authority of Christ over evil and over, over Satan. Uh, there's no, there wasn't really negotiating going on. There wasn't any kind of like chance that Jesus is going to lose this battle. All right. Uh, he has absolute authority over the over the devil, and at that time it would have been very uh, shocking and surprising how Jesus dealt with the evil spirit here, because uh, there was the practice of exorcism uh, amongst the Jewish people, and actually also amongst the pagans as well. The pagans, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that the pagan society was being run by demons. They didn't have a full knowledge of that, but sometimes when the demons would act really, really nasty and evil and bring someone a disease or some kind of insanity or something like that, they were, it was like, okay, there's a, this is a bad spirit. Let's see if we can cast this bad spirit. So the pagans had some forms of exorcism, and I don't know. They would have been a very limited uh, effectiveness, if of any effectiveness at all, maybe no effectiveness whatsoever. Um, and then the Jews would have been effective in their exorcisms, but again, only to a certain extent, and they would have involved a lot of ritual a lot of um, uh, using incense and uh, different ointments and just all these kind of accoutrements, sort of, so to speak, to, to help with the exorcism, whereas Jesus shows up and he commands it and boom, it's done. So that would have been really impressive to the people uh, at that time. And what we see here is, uh, as we had a, in our religious education uh, video recording recently, Father Walter made this point, is that and it's a simple point, and hopefully we all know it. There's not an equal playing field between God and the devil. Okay, the devil is a limited being of limited power. God is in a completely different category. Okay, God exists of Himself, and the devil is a creature. He's an angel that's fallen. He's got limited power. So there's no equal pl- playing ground between good and evil. It's not like Star Wars, where you know you've got the bad guys and the good guys, and you know just. Woo, the force and this is you know it's kind of like these this sort of dualism that's going on it's not like that all right so for us as Christians we got we have to have confidence in that that the ultimate foundation of reality is goodness is God himself God's goodness um, so it's not there's this equal battle between God and the devil Jesus comes on the scene and he totally dominates and exercises authority over the devil. We see this effect really happening in all of Western civilization as a whole. And again, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were reflecting upon this fact. It's very remarkable. There is no way, sometimes people say, in so many ways because our society is becoming secular, in some ways it's kind of a post-Christian society. Nonetheless, it's not a reversion to pagan society. It's not. It's completely irreversible. Our ancestors, if you go back long enough, were all pagans. And once Christianity comes on the scene and becomes enculturated in Western civilization, there's no going back, absolutely no going back. The pagan society before Christianity was around, uh, was it's unimaginable to us right now. The, the amount of influence that demons had in human society was absolutely total, complete domination, really. Because there would have the pagan priests were directly connected with the kings and the rulers, okay, and the tribal chieftains. 
there was hardly any separation between those two. And they would always consult the, sh- the shamans and the wise men, so forth and so on. And uh, just, to, for example, with the Greeks, you have the famous oracle of Delphi. There was a long lineage of priestesses who would be possessed by this spirit. And if, from the Christian perspective, we understand it's an evil spirit that she was possessed by. And she would speak and prophesy about the future by the power of this evil spirit and all the kings and all the military generals would go to the oracle of Delphi and consult this uh, oracle and say should we go to war should we do this should we not do this should we uh, you know affect this marriage alignment should, uh, alliance should we not so forth and so on all the world affairs were being run effectively by demons and in society you really couldn't do anything without actually basically reinforcing packs with demons so if you were uh, if you were an artisan, a tradesman of some sort, okay, you know, you would be part of a guild, and that guild would begin all of its sessions and its meetings by offering incense to the to a pagan god, okay. If you were uh, you went into the meat market and you wanted to buy some meat, all the meat had been sacrificed to to demons. <laughs> Everything. If you were an statesman in ancient Roman Empire, and you you know all the different Offices, you would be swearing oaths to demons. All right, so you can imagine how difficult it was for Christians. All right, for the first few centuries of the church's history, they had to be, they had to live in kind of isolated, contrast societies where they were highly, highly separate from the broader society. So when Constantine comes around, it's a great, uh, a great development because he basically he defuses all of these ways and means that the demonic gods of the pagans had their tentacles wrapped around society. He just pull, he just cuts all of these different threads so that now Christians can become part of the military. They can become part of civil leadership. They can join guilds. They can do all of this stuff because they don't have to be offering sacrifice to the demons. So for as bad as our society has got in our post-Christian world and as very secular as it is, we're never we're not reverting to this point where we're actually making pacts with demons, okay? So Jesus is a power and the effect of Christianity is still felt amongst us and it will always be felt amongst us in that regard. It's something that we gotta really appreciate and and uh, never take for granted. Uh, and again, to remind us that God is is totally powerful. The devil, you know, for example, like with the Oracle of Delphi and many oracles in Egypt, so forth and so on. The demons, they they guess. They're educated guessers. They're very perceptive and very smart, but they're not omniscient. And so they, when they try to predict the future, they just make educated guesses, and they're a little bit better at it than us. Okay. Uh, and that's how sometimes the prophecies from the pagan gods would come true. It was just educated guesses. Uh, and then other times, they would intentionally deceive and mislead people so as to get them in trouble, get them wrapped up deeper into evil and sin and get them killed or whatever it might be the case. So... Um, that's not the case with our God. Our God is all-knowing, and when he gives us a prophecy about the future, it's be- he knows exactly what he's talking about because he creates the future. <laughs> All right, So he doesn't guess it, he makes it. And uh, everything is in his control and in his power. We can take refuge in him and in the powerful name of Jesus over evil. So in our own lives, uh, we need to shun evil at every single level, uh, knowing all the temptations of the devil, 
um, are not powerful ultimately over us because we have the, the blessed name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, there's no comparison. So let's always call upon his name and cling to him, hold, hold ourselves close to him and thank him for um, cleaning out the unclean spirits in our, in our world and in our society and in our lives.